1: They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED.
2: Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED podcast too at donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.
3: From KQED.
0: This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. It was a historic day yesterday in the life and times of our country. Joe Biden was sworn in as the Republic's 46th president, and California's own Kamala Harris was sworn in as vice president. What do the people who know Harris best when she was San Francisco's DA, California's attorney general, and its U.S. senator think about her ascent? KQED Politics correspondent Marisa Lago says more on that.
3: San Francisco Mayor London Breed first met Kamala Harris more than two decades ago. On Wednesday, she said... I've been sitting here ugly crying all morning. Breed says this is about more than just hometown pride, though. The mayor was raised in public housing by her grandmother, who grew up in the South as a sharecropper, in a dramatically different world than the one we live in today. My grandmother was fierce, but when the social worker, who was white, would come and visit our house, you could tell she was always uncomfortable. And there was a certain expectation of knowing your place as a Black person. Watching Harris take her place in history, Breed thought about all the little kids witnessing the moment. And that's why this is so exciting because, you know, people of color and girls, they now see themselves in this way. And, 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 And it just fills my heart with joy because of that. Because they will know nothing other than this. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, who's mixed race himself, met Harris in 2006 when she was San Francisco District Attorney and he was on the LA City Council. He says Harris and her husband, Doug Emoff, the nation's first second gentleman, are America.
0: And I just think she represents not the new America, she represents the present America. Let's stop pretending like it's something that's a tidal wave
1: coming of demography. It's actually how we live today. Families that are blended,
4: cultures that are blended,
3: Paul Henderson, now head of San Francisco's Office of Police Accountability, is a former prosecutor who served as Harris's chief of administration. He says role models like Harris are important. There weren't a lot of black leaders to look up to when he went into practicing law.
5: And to the degree you don't see people that look like you, that sound like you, that have experiences like you in positions of leadership, authority and success, I think it's really difficult to be on a path to achieve those same things.
3: That's especially poignant for longtime Harris allies with kids. Bill and Mesfin, who also worked for Harris when she was DA, says she watched the inauguration with her two year old daughter, who will never not know a country where this is possible. Just elated and um, just having all the feelings and all the emotions today um, on this historic day. Longtime Harris advisor and friend Debbie Meslow says she watched the inauguration thinking about all the work Harris and others put in to get her to that stage. And how many times in earlier campaigns, they weren't sure they'd succeed. I keep thinking about all the people, you know, over the years who have helped Kamala get on her way, who were
2: there at the very beginning. I mean, so many people in San Francisco, you know, part of really that first race in 2003 that made this all possible. So... You know, I was thinking of them, and I was thinking a lot about her mom.
3: Susie Loftus worked for Harris in the DA's office and when she was attorney general. Her three daughters have known and watched Kamala their entire lives. For Vivian, age 11. It was pretty cool because, like, I, I knew her when I was, like, six or seven years old. Vivian says it's also cool that she's the first woman to be vice president. For The California Report, I'm Marisa Lagos.
0: And let's stay on Harris and her role in another Californian's political rise. After the new vice president was sworn in yesterday, she swore in her replacement to represent California in the U.S. Senate. KQED's Scott Schaefer reports. As the Senate
5: reconvened Wednesday afternoon, the first order of business was having Vice President Harris swear in three new U.S. senators, including Alex Padilla.
1: And a certificate of appointment to fill the vacancy created by the resignation of former... Senator Kamala D. Harris of California.
5: (laughs) When the applause died down, Harris acknowledged the obvious.
1: Yeah, that was very weird. Okay.
5: (laughs) Padilla was escorted into the chamber by his new colleague, Senator Dianne Feinstein, for whom Padilla worked some 25 years ago. And he'll have a very full plate with a $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill, confirmation of President Joe Biden's cabinet, and an impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump all on the docket. Meanwhile, back in California, Governor Gavin Newsom's nominee to take Padilla's place as Secretary of State, San Diego Assemblywoman Shirley Weber, is set to become the first African-American to serve as the state's top election official once she's confirmed by the legislature. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer.
0: The Biden White House has unveiled an ambitious immigration agenda, including a reform bill that would set a path to legalization for the estimated 11 million undocumented people in this country. About one in five undocumented live in California, and many are applauding the administration's step. KQD's Farida Javala Romero reports.
4: The centerpiece of President Joe Biden's proposal is to allow most undocumented people who pass background checks and pay taxes to live here legally and apply for American citizenship in eight years. But that pathway would be much faster, only three years, for so-called dreamers, people with humanitarian protections known as temporary protected status, and farm workers like Jerónimo and the Coachella Valley. He declined to give his last name because of his immigration status. Jerónimo says he's lived in California for 30 years and wants to go to work in the fields without fear of deportation. He hopes all undocumented people can get the relief. Angelica Salas says she was undocumented as a child and saw her mother get deported. Now, as the leader of the Coalition for Humane Immigrant Rights in Los Angeles, she says she celebrates Biden's plan. We celebrate because it represents an affirmation of our human dignity. It affirms our need to be able to live in this country free. But Salas and others caution Democrats still need to win Republican support in the Senate to pass the bill. For The California Report, I'm Farida Yavala-Romero.
0: Now that Donald Trump is out of office, Congress is being watched for its next steps in the ex-president's impeachment trial. Critics say an impeachment trial would take valuable time away from crucial congressional business as the Biden administration settles in. But Bay Area Congresswoman Zoe Lofgren, one of the managers of Trump's first impeachment, doesn't buy that argument.
2: I don't think there's a need for it to take an extraordinarily long period of time. I also know that it's possible to do uh, more than one thing at a time. For example, in the first Trump impeachment, we didn't ever begin before 1 o'clock in the afternoon, leaving half of the day uh, for other work. So they can get this done.
0: That's Congresswoman Zoe Lofgren and some final news about the November presidential election and a powerful voting block here in California. The number of Latinos who cast a ballot in that contest jumped by more than 30 percent over the 2016 election, and those voters overwhelmingly favored now President Joe Biden. KCRW's Daryl Satsman explains.
2: Overall, Latinos cast an estimated 16.6 million ballots in November and preferred Biden to Trump by a 3-to-1 margin. This new study by the UCLA Latino Policy and Politics Initiative looked at counties with the most Latino voters in more than a dozen states. It found their votes made a crucial difference in states like Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, and Wisconsin, where Biden eked out narrow victories, And it said overwhelming Latino support for Biden in Arizona pushed the Democratic challenger over the finish line to a narrow win by fewer than 11,000 votes. The only swing state where Latinos voted for Biden by less than a two-to-one margin was Florida, which Trump won. Here in California, the researchers looked at the six counties with the highest Latino populations, including Los Angeles, San Diego, and Alameda. Combined, nearly 80% of Latinos in those counties backed Biden. The report doesn't explore why Latino voters favored Biden, but it says that by flexing their political muscle, they expect to have a say in federal policy in the new administration. For the California Report, I'm Daryl Satsman
0: and some pandemic news vaccinating Californians over the age of 65 with the coronavirus vaccines could take until June of this year to complete. That's according to the state's chief epidemiologist Dr. Erica Pan. The timeline underscores worries about just when other Californians who aren't elderly or essential workers will be able to get vaccinated. Pan says the speed of vaccinations is tied to how quickly California receives vaccine supplies. So far the state has gotten about 4 million doses from the federal government. And finally, there were three forces competing to break Twitter yesterday during the inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. There was a seated Bernie Sanders and his winter gloves, Michelle Obama's inauguration couture, and the words of Amanda Gorman. Gorman is the 22-year-old poet laureate from Los Angeles who recited her poem The Hill We Climb at the inauguration. Here's some of it.
1: When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace.
0: Amanda Gorman got her start writing poetry through an LA based nonprofit called Write Girl. KPCC's Caroline Champlin joined members of Write Girl yesterday as they celebrated Gorman at an inauguration watch party.
1: The program helps teenage girls hone their writing skills, from poetry to journalism. And full disclosure, I was in the program too in high school. Michelle shaheen Sinha was Gorman's Right Girl mentor and watched the recitation proudly.
4: She was incredible, but we all knew she would be.
1: Shaheen Sino remembers meeting Gorman when she was 16 and working on a novel.
4: She'd come with pages and pages, and it was actually a really brilliant novel. Interestingly, it was filled with poetry. She may not have known it. That was clearly her writing style.
1: Then, at a Write Girl workshop, Gorman wrote a standalone poem, and the mentors encouraged her to read it in front of an audience.
4: That really started it all, and that's where she found her home in the world, through poetry and performance.
1: Like Biden, Gorman has talked about working through a speech impediment as a young person. Shaheen Zeno said that was just another layer of significance as she watched Biden and Gorman share the stage together. For The California Report, I'm Caroline Champlin in Los Angeles.
0: And that is The California Report for this Thursday, January 21st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day.
5: Support for the California report comes from Earth Justice, a national nonprofit law organization fighting for the right to a healthy environment. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together, on the web at schmidtfutures.com and hint fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com.
3: Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden
1: state. Because what happens in California changes the world.
4: I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California.